Hallo Christelle. My name is Christelle and you're listening to Courtship Through the Ages. Let me take you on a journey of courtship rituals and stories starting in 1950s Northern Ireland. In the words of my grandmother, it was a magical time. I'm going to go back to the beginning. There used to be a dance in the hall up beside us called Slitties. We up near Jerry Moore. It's right in the country. Mm. And, uh, I went to the dance that night anyway, Friday night. Actually, he was going out of course in the mine at the time. Oh, scandalous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he comes over and he asked me for a dance. I said, oh, that'll be okay. He says, uh, can I leave you home tonight? I said, aren't you going with my cousin, aren't you? Maybe my Karen? <laughs> I just thought it doesn't matter. Quite often, courting couples arrived with one bike. The man in the saddle, doing the pedalling, and the lady seated uncomfortably on the narrow crossway. Could have been a bicycle, maybe a tractor. Could have been a tractor. <laughs> That's where we travel, you see. He had no charge at 1950s Northern Ireland has often been described as the quiet years, characterised by the maintenance of the status quo. School leaving age was 15. Traditional industries included linen and shipbuilding. And for many women at the time, my grandmother included, the only viable income was to work in local factories. These factories were often the place where friendships and relationships blossomed. What factory were you working in, Mummy? Just the one factory in the Indy Good Time. That had been uh, 56, 57. So, anyway, my cousins were working in it too. At the time, marriage was still very much the sole goal of courtship, and there was less fanfare about engagements. Couples would be married without having a home lined up and often moving in with each other's families until they could afford their own space. We're standing the door up at home and he says, uh, what about getting engaged? Oh, she's my two legs got waking on me. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. And he says, I have to be fine. I approve. Did he have a ring? He didn't have a ring that particular time, he asked. First? Yes, first. Oh no, he didn't have no ring. They didn't do it that way then, they? they waited for a month or two. They got a bit of money out to buy a ring, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, why? This night, anyway, Jackie and me were sitting in, or Daddy was sitting at the fire. Jackie says, um, me and Marie's getting married. And Daddy says, well, that'll be all right. He approved. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear tell Daddy about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is Tommy, he says, me and Marie's getting married. Here I was up in the corner like a wee chair. So that's how it went. When I had got the carried more to see the priest first, to get papers signed or whatever. I went up on two bicycles up to carry more, up to the parochial house. And we went down to the lower room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A big round table at it. It was me and the bridesmaid. Sally was my bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. 
disturbing was the best man. You know, there wasn't very many out the way. So we had a big room upstairs, big bedroom upstairs, and that room was cleared out. Mm -hmm. And there's three tables on it, I think. And the rest of the guests were up there having their dinner. Mm -hmm. Then come home, we didn't know where to go to. Had to come in and live with Jackie's mother and father. We no privacy much. And we went to England after a month or so. We stayed in England for four years with it. Mm -hmm. And we came home. And we built that wee end, which consists of a kitchen. And, and a bedroom. A bedroom. That was it. But through time then Jackie built another couple of rooms out the back. And then he put an extension to the kitchen, the living room. So I'll never forget that he had moved into it anyway. And do you know this? I'll never forget it. He might as well have given me two or three thousand pounds to get into my own surroundings. That there's a world between us and them. Mm -hmm. Catholics march in one direction, Protestants, accompanied by the blare of martial music, march in the other. When the courses of these two factions collided, the result was civil disorder. Moving on to the 1970s, Ireland, both North and South, suffered poor living standards, and emigration to Britain and America was wide scale. I spoke to my mother about what courtship was like through the backdrop of political turmoil as the Troubles would pervade Northern Ireland for the next 30 years. We actually worked in the hotel as well. So basically it was our place of work and our place of um, entertainment. So we because we worked there and we went there so often we knew every face that was in the place and we always knew of new faces that were about to arrive. So we knew that these group of boys that were there, there was about six of them, were new faces on the block. Um, Dennis asked me to dance and I, so we got up to dance anyway and um, can't remember what the music was. Was it yeah. disco? That would have been 1979, 1980. So it was, um, it was the disco era. But in those days, when you asked somebody to dance, they always played sets of three songs. Mm. So you stayed on for the whole set. So. Generally, what happened was the boy would have said, do you want to stay on for another dance? Um, so I think I said no, and he said then, well, can I have the last dance? <laughs> so that would have been the last dance of the evening was always kept for that particular person, so that was okay. <laughs> yeah, you always always made sure the boy for your last dance had a car, <laughs> so you would get a lift home. So anyway... You didn't. Daddy didn't have a car. I didn't have a car. Aye, but you weren't driving that night. No. And you were walked to the door and then the protocol was, can I see you again? And um, that's the Saturday night. And it went on from there. 
Well, we then we got engaged, and the day we got engaged, the proposal was, we'll get married, and I says yes. And then no ring at that stage, but then that weekend, no, it wasn't that weekend, it could have been maybe a month later, um, we went to, do you remember one Saturday we went to Ballymena, Dennis? Yeah, to Adair's Jewellers. To Adair's Jewellers. Within this unhappy structure, Catholics claim they are the principal victims, accusing the Protestant government of depriving them of work, votes and municipal housing by political and religious discrimination. And while the economic problems are large and long-standing, it is religion above all which divides this land. In, in that time, in, 19, in the late 70s, was the, there was a shortage of men in mm. Tyrone. A lot of the young fellas were in jail, mm. and especially around Dungannon and Cull Island and Tyrone, in those areas. <coughs> but the nightclub that we went to um, was eventually blew up. But on a Saturday night, it's on the Fair Hill in Cookstown, there would have always been a riot mm. where the two groups would have clashed. And then the police and army would have been there and they would have there would have been a full scale riot at that at that particular time in the late seventies. But when you were young like that we lived through the troubles but it didn't have much of an effect on us. All we wanted to do was to party and meet new people and And if you had to describe your period of courtship in, in one word, what would you what would you say? Um fun. Daddy, what would your word be? I don't know. Be truthful, Dan. It was an interesting time. Fast forward to the noughties. I suppose I'm old enough to remember what it was like pre-social media and young enough to have experienced the change that social media brought. Probably my first experience of courtship was probably, I guess, like around 16. You're going out once a month to the local disco. But even then, there was a digital element because um, everyone would log into MSN Messenger straight after school. And at that time, it was usually like a desktop family computer. And you would sit there all evening and if you wanted to be seen by someone in particular, you would log in and log out so that your name would pop up on the, the bottom. And that was kind of the the digital version of uh, approaching someone. <laughs> I think Northern Ireland changed dramatically between the 1950s and the 2000s. Um, of course, particularly for women who were staying longer in education. And myself and my siblings, we were the first generation to go to university. And, and now it's, it's such a common thing. 
Um, so most couples would have met at university. And in terms of segregation and who you could go out with, I, I don't think it's changed very much. We still went to segregated schools, which is still the case now. And even at university in Belfast, um, we lived in an area beside Queens called the Holy Lands. And that was commonly known that that only Catholics lived there. So you didn't really get the opportunity to mix much outside of your community, even even at university. I suppose the key difference for me and my generation is is a number of things. I moved abroad when I was 21 to study abroad and that's something that my mother or grandmother never would have got never would have gotten to do and and that probably opened my mind completely in terms of everything, not not just relationships. Um but definitely in general, I think you could say that there was way more choice than perhaps they would have had in terms of, you know, a potential partner. That all changed in 2012 when Tinder invented the swipe. People swipe right when they like the look of someone or left if they're not so sure. When two people like each other, it's a match and they can then start messaging. My experiences on Tinder. I went on one Tinder date in my life, probably around 2014. I remember I was living in the Netherlands at the time and I could see him waiting as I rode up on my bike and um, I, I wanted to turn around but he had already seen me. That sounds horrible but, but that's the risk of, of just going on a virtual profile. Often they may not be what they seem. In saying that, I know a lot of happy couples who have met on dating apps, but the traditional way of meeting in a bar worked for me. <laughs> Although in light of the pandemic, I think dating apps have been a savior for some people as, as a way of connecting when you can't physically meet. So I'm sure at the moment they're really important as a modern method of, of courtship. So I hope you've enjoyed this whistle-stop tour through the ages of courtship, from the bicycles to the dancehalls of the 1950s, right up to swiping right on your phone. Whilst our methods may have changed and will continue to do so, I think ultimately we all want the same outcome. Love remains universal and that will never change. <laughs>